Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew, and we are uh, joined by Mark from Nova Lux to kind of help, you know, help us out on board today. We're missing Captain Patrick and Mike the Mariner taking a break this week, but uh, we brought in the big guns. So uh, if you don't remember, Mark works with this uh, boat company, Nova Lux. They make an electric boat. Uh, well, they're right on the you know technical edge of electric boat motors and and designs. I mean, uh, you know, we've had you on a few times before, and you've made some pretty cool uh, progress. I mean, actually, Barry, you have even been out on the boat before, right? Wasn't you? Yes, Patrick? I have. And, and what would you say about the Nova Lux? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a sailboat slash electric boat, so right. you can never really get stuck anywhere. Um, as long as you have wind or you have sunlight, uh-huh. uh, you're going to get from point A to point B. Right. So the zombies, you can keep them away from the zombies a lot easier in this boat. And that boat traveled over from uh, Cape Town, South Africa. It's actually Ocean Renegade that makes that boat, the R5, but it comes out of the same shop as the Nova Lux Power Catamarans are built as well. Nice. So, you know, right at the, you know, technical edge of this, uh, you know, solar power and electric motors and that thing. So what what are you working on right now? Because it's been a while since we've had you on, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Nova Lux has been around since 2017, and we've been essentially trying to build this boat the E-Lite 44, 44 mm-hmm. feet, 20,000-pound boat. It's going to have 100-kilowatt electric motors. It's going to have 160 kilowatts of, of uh, lithium battery power, 7 kilowatts of solar, and a 20-kilowatt and generator. And back in 2018, we refit an Aquila 44, and we put in about half those statistics. So it had 50-kilowatt motors, 80 kilowatts of battery. So this is this is going to be quite an impressive boat. And it's going to scratch around 18, 19 knots as a top speed. Nice. And it's going to have some really cool, you know, functionality that diesel boats just can't do. There wow. you go. Yeah. So you are getting ready to leave uh, and head to the shipyard to build this monster or what? What's yeah. Going on? So, you know, I don't know too much about building boats, but I want to learn from from the experts and, mm-hmm. and go down there and, and uh, make sure that the clients, it's a semi-custom build. So there's a lot of uh, new things we're putting into this mold that's been around. The mold's been around for about 10 years. It's been an efficient boat for 10 years mm-hmm. but we're, we really updated it to bring it to kind of a modern style and i'm going to go meet the team over in south africa but i'm going to stop a few places uh on, on the way over there and, and and meet with some of the other suppliers i have right so you're there just to kind of oversee especially the uh the motor install and all those uh, electrical technical specifications that the you know they're going to be installed on this vessel and uh, and you're the guy you're you're the consultant so to speak to make this uh, yeah. magic work what what are the goals what's the end goal on this thing as far as well you said uh, you, you hope to peak out around 17 miles per hour or uh, knots it'll cruise at that speed for how long uh, on a battery well, charge, well, seventeen, or not that long. Right. I mean, we're talking uh, hour or less. Yeah. Um, but realistically, it's a ten, 
11, 12 knot boat. So at seven knots, it burns 25 kilowatts of power. Okay. At 10 knots, 65 kilowatts. And at 13 knots, 100 kilowatts. All right. So wait, so, wait, wait, right, wait, yeah. wait. Let's go back a minute. Uh-oh. So Barry's doing the math in his head. God I'm doing the us. math in my head. If, if, <laughs> if you're honest. burning only 25 kilowatts and you're generating... 70 from you said 70 from the solar only seven seven oh seven okay because mm-hmm. i was about to say you could go forever but now well you can for uh, at about three or four knots you could you can go and for, replenish that's about seven kilowatts but right. that's not that fast but you're not traveling the whole time so if yeah. you stop for three hours then you go somewhere at 10 10 knots uh-huh. you, you've regenerated well yeah yeah and you would basically uh, go for a while and then you'd anchor someplace and and let the solar power charge up the generator or the battery packs again and then you'd be good to go for the next day or something right but, it, but it's also yeah. but it's also sale right not this one. Oh, this it's one's not, not sale. This is a okay. power cat. This yeah. is a power um, cat. Okay. a new breed of, of boats, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's a mix. There you go. But uh, it sounds nice. 44 foot, you say? That's what it'll oh, be yeah. about? Three cabin, nice. um, you know, full galley up on the flybridge. It's going to have an electric tender. I mean, it's it's going to wow. be impressive. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty uh, amazing that you could be self-sufficient like that. But let, let's just say you weren't able to charge... Uh, while you're underway, or very little. I mean, if you're cruising like seven, eight knots, uh, let, let's say you're just taking a nice cruise across the waterway. How how many hours you figure you get a, on one charge like that before you'd have to stop? Like, are are you putting in range numbers as far as well, miles and things, or what? On on battery alone, mm-hmm. we're talking about a day. You use okay. You go out for a day. You're on battery alone. Yeah. You're, if you want a multi day trip at a reasonable speed, the range extender will. Turn on and power up the batteries, and you have 500 miles. You know, depends on the fuel. No, what do you mean, range extender? The so it, generator. So it's a diesel generator. Okay. However, gotcha. this client has access to HVO, which is hydrogenated vegetable oil. HVO. So I thought yeah. they changed that to Max. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> old man. so it's a greener, it's a greener thing. He didn't want any generator. I said, listen, you know, you know you're going to need to run the boat for more than a day. Yeah. We looked into some methanol options. We looked into hydrogen and actually just using HVO and diesel generators works and it works today, you know? Yes. Yeah, right. Well, Wait, I, so I mean, can you only use cooking oil or it's else? something you have to have it like ordered i don't i don't know the process too well it's not like you just drive up to mcdonald's and, and you know hook your can i have a, a some of your french fry oil <laughs> here or, mm. or order some pizzas it's a process to oil it. right okay yeah but well, it burns a lot cleaner than, than a diesel does okay well but but yeah but that that would be basically be your backup system or like you said if you really needed to go a long way and have an extender that would give you some range in that regard yeah. but he, he's thinking he didn't gonna you know, we'll use this too much, hopefully. Uh, and right. it really just comes down to planning. I mean, a full day of sailing, I mean, you know, you just plan that accordingly if you don't want to be underway uh, until you get into a major crossing that's going to take more than 24 hours. And then that's, uh, you know, that's a different different ball game, I would say, isn't it? Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good to me. I'm ready. I'm ready to get on board. What about you, Barry? I'm going to 
crank up that uh, generator and smell the French fries cooking. <laughs> well, I, that's not what it's for, Barry. Yeah, don't use. But the it's generator. dual use. It's dual use. That's no <laughs> well, point. okay, all right. Well, and the guy who uh, bought this boat, I mean, he obviously sounds like he wants to do something to help out the technology and uh, and just do his part to save the planet himself. I guess, right? He he's been following along as long as you guys have since really? two thousand eight. Following just, the newsletters, he's just on the this. bandwagon with you. Yeah, huh? he's like no, all right, he has a Tesla. He said, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. get one of these. And uh, ultimately, when you uh, break this stuff down, you know, over time, I mean, will he come out ahead, you think, financially on this vessel? Or is it hard I to mean, say? I'm gambling that, that he could sell it for more than it costs. That's, yeah. that's what I want to see a Novalux boat do is, is on the resale market be proven, you know, more valuable than, than you know, I thought. Right. So well, if you're going to travel around the world in this, then you're going to want to hug the coast and kind of, you're not going to just go right across. Could you? Yeah, of course. Go right could. across the Atlantic? You, it's you, 44 you absolutely foot. could. Um, this, I, you know, this this owner would not. We have a 60, which is probably what you want to do if you're crossing oceans. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But this this will do it. It's more for the Mediterranean. So it's headed over to Europe. Um, it's going to go to Ibiza, Mallorca, you know, all those cool places. All it's the places that me and Barry want to go. <laughs> so yeah, if he's looking for a first mate or, uh, yeah. you know, a guy just <laughs> pretends to be a boater. We could, we could, uh, we could become crew. Monaco. Hey, yeah. Does he come? Mm-hmm. Has he come up with a name for this vessel that you're building? No, yet? not yet. It's still, still time. Still yeah. Time. All right. Oh, we got all kinds of names from a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I heard from I'm, last week. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All the ones to avoid. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that sounds uh, pretty exciting. I mean, like I said, Mark from Novalux is always uh, he's at the cutting edge of this technology, so it's. It's very good to have him on the world of boating every now and then to get the latest. And, uh, yeah, well, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that with him uh, today. we got some other boating news and information to cover. And, of course, we got to talk a little bit about this uh, uh, tragedy that happened this week and maybe some uh, connections to boats and materials and things. That's coming up on the world of boating. Stay close. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me. 
or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mark from Novalux Yachts, uh, on with us to round out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Get the latest on, you know, electric boats. That's what uh, Novalux does on the cutting edge of that uh, technology. So it's nice to kind of, you know, dive a little deeper into that, uh, his latest exploits. And I think we covered that base pretty well so far. Let's talk about some other stuff that is in the news. You may have heard about this uh, submarine issue that happened uh, near Titanic. Obviously, it was a tragedy. Any way you look at it, you know, we don't know all the details just yet, but uh, uh, it was a catastrophic implosion is what uh, most of the reports seem to be uh, confirming. And there's been a lot of interviews out there, especially James Cameron from Titanic. And you yeah, know, you're a- double. You're yeah, stuck they, yeah. He uh, Barry thinks uh, me and him are very handsome men. And, no, I didn't uh, say that. Yeah, I you did. You That's look- exactly <laughs> what you said. Uh, but but yeah, uh, he's coming out. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going out there about like maybe they kind of jumped the gun on this technology for the creation of this sub. I don't know what the real answer is, but it was made out of a a carbon fiber composite material which was new for the uh, underwater sub world i guess and um you know there's been some accusations that they might have jumped the gun and didn't go through the proper you know uh, testing uh you know through you know i guess there's uh, evidently there's like underwater sub um uh, you know organizations around the world that certify these things i don't know what the deal is on that exactly i mean it's a very small community i actually know some of them and uh, I, I have reached out to a couple of them, and we actually may be talking about that a little bit more in depth on our scuba show today. But I just wanted to focus in on the material of this carbon fiber because that's used in a lot of uh, boat uh, boating vessels now. That's kind of like the go-to material if you're looking for something stronger, lighter, and you know that kind of thing, and can take more abuse. And uh, obviously, in the sub case, if it ends up being that was the culprit, and it couldn't hold up to the pressure. That's a thing. I don't know. But one of the, the uh, comments I heard Cameron say was that carbon fiber is great for boats and airplanes because it can deal with less pressure really well, or pressure from the inside of uh, the shell, like a air tank or something. But Deep pressure from the outs, uh, outside exerting on that material, uh, not so much under pressure. Now, if you're on the surface of uh, you know the water, like a boat, 
I mean, it's it's great. It's lighter. It's stronger, and everything. It's it's something you guys use quite a bit when you can. Isn't that right, Mark? Or or is it? Yeah, I mean, we use a carbon. You know, there's lots of different types of carbon fiber. We use about forty percent carbon fiber in the structural parts, um, but we don't we don't put the carbon fiber in the hulls um, because it um, sounds a little bit like a drum. You know, it's it's very light. It's not insulated, so you can get a little bit lighter with it but it's a little bit worse uh passenger wise but i don't know why uh, a light light would be a benefit of a sub i mean can't you make it out of rocks it's going to the bottom of the ocean because, good point <laughs> uh because they what? they wanted it to be more buoyant than a normal um titanium submarine for well, example okay, so maybe, by making no. it lighter made it closer to neutral buoyancy and, and if you're a scuba diver that's what you're always looking for. All right. Well, that may be. I mean, it might be cheaper, too, uh, in the long run to produce something like that versus those big steel, heavy-weighted things that they use. Because, you know, still you got to transport the thing onto a boat, then out to the site and all that kind of stuff. And if it's lighter in that sense, it might be easier to manage, too. So, I mean, I don't know. But but uh, but you're saying that in, in boats, like, like you wouldn't use carbon fiber in the – like a pontoons of a – you know, of a dual hull sailboat, oh, catamaran. Beca- yeah, because they, they it echoes you, you so wanna, much, or what? You're ra- yeah, if you're going to race a lot of the time, go ahead. But yeah. it's it's going to make a lot more noise than an e glass. You have vinyl ester is like the lowest level of glass. Then there's an e glass epoxy. That's hmm. mainly what we use, and, and then there's carbon fiber. Okay. Um, so, but but when you say uh, it's louder, is that I mean it just bangs like a drum yeah, louder? Yeah. So it's uh, exactly. just annoying. <laughs> yeah, the waves so, hit it, you, you yeah. hear it. Okay. Is it the same thickness? If you made it as a fiberglass boat, would it be the same thickness, or is it thinner because it's stronger? It's pro- it's most likely thinner. I'd have to check how many layers are used. But, yeah, it would be thinner. That could be part of it. Why yeah. it sounds more like a drum instead of, you know, you see some of the old-time fiberglass boats when they first became popular in, what, the 50s oh, yeah, or they, 60s? They were They were thick. I mean, you could right. run into rocks, and, there, yeah. and they would just, you know, yeah, well, don't it, worry it, about you. It would be lighter, though, than uh, fiberglass, though, wouldn't it? Or would it, you think? It just depends. Well, the equivalent size would be lighter, yes. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to use as much, hypothetically, um, to get uh, the same strength. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, so, so I mean, there. I mean, in that sense, you know, if it's a trailable uh, boat, maybe that would make sense. And But the problem is, too, carbon fiber <laughs> has also been much more expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though it is getting, you know, it has been coming down in price, uh, you know, the more they manufacture it, the, you know, cheaper it gets. And the only reason well, I know I, that is that I, I bought a carbon fiber guitar. And five years ago, they were crazy expensive. And now you can get them fairly reasonable. I mean, they've got, you know, got the manufacturing process down. Now, I don't know if that, you know, translates to boat parts and submarines, but maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't say so, because I, I think that there's the airplane industry is buying up the uh, really good carbon fiber that the boat guys use. Yeah. So it's a little bit more expensive for us. To, Damn to those pilots. Come on now. <laughs> be be a little bit more generous. Don't bogart all the carbon fiber. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, do you guys use carbon fiber in, in any of the Novalux designs specifically no, for any? Absolutely. But 40%. is there a particular, well, okay, so uh, what all part? All the cross beams, okay. all the join or the joinery, every structural piece is carbon fiber. Oh, okay, all um, right. Just well. not the hull 
which is the majority of the gotcha. Ship. So you use it for the support beams instead of wood or whatever. Other yeah. uh, what what would be the option other than carbon fiber? What would you wouldn't be wood, would it? Or would it be well, more of a fiberglass kind of thing? Or the wood is replaced by like a guru foam. So there's no wood core, yeah. you know, in our boats. There's right. Maybe some okay. Boat so boat you're there. taking cores and then you're wrapping them in carbon fiber and resin. Yeah. squeezing them down and cooking them in an oven to yep. set them up. Mm-hmm. And you have a very lightweight, strong uh, yeah. piece of sparring. And then I guess you, I guess you can, you can glue it in or, or, or help mesh it in with the, when you do the, the hulls or fiberglass. It's on. like paper mache. Vacuum infused is best. Uh, but yeah, you can paper mache it. Paper mache it. Okay. <laughs> that's, right. that's the official boating we don't do term. That. Okay. It's no, a kindergarten for you there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But well, in the end, our 44 foot boat is going to be 20,000 pounds in, in comparison. The Kila 44 is 40,000 pounds. So okay. when we're, we're talking serious weight savings and you wow. need that for, for good performance as electric. A okay. light boat is a good electric boat. It, well, exactly. Yeah, it takes less power to move it through the water if it's lighter, right? So you got to find yep. that balance between displacing enough water to keep the the ride smooth, and you know maybe not using it for the. But you could make shell, that up in more so. battery power and more, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Water storage and all that. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it gives you more so uh, reasons to add weight to the boat. Yeah. Well, exactly. We got plenty with uh, Barry on board, so we'll leave beer, that. Beer, we'll leave that alone for now. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 psi left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast my captain oh captain my captain Rise up and hear the bells. Rise up for you. The flag is flung for you. The bugle trills. All right. Dismissed. (laughs) Well, uh, just to remind you, Pipe Piper is still a sinking ship, so... Enough with the maritime metaphors. You don't have to walk the plank on a sinking ship. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, that's me, along with uh, Barry the Boater and Mark from Novalux helping us out today. All right, so this Ocean Gate carbon fiber 
you know, submarine tragedy that happened this week. What can we learn from it as boaters? Maybe uh, carbon fiber has its role in boat design. I mean, uh, it's been, you know, proven and stuff. I mean, this sub that had the incident uh, this week, which was just tragic every way you look at it, you know, it was on the cutting edge of technology, and there's been a lot of talk like, okay, maybe it was pushed through the system and they started taking passengers too early. Time will tell. I mean, you're always going to have people pushing the envelope on new technology and things like that, and and something can go uh, horribly wrong. You know, was they'll go back and they'll analyze this and find out what was it. You know, was it the carbon fiber design? Was it something else that caused this? You know, uh, tragedy. Who knows? But um, you know, I don't know what. How do you balance that between working with the latest technology and pushing the envelope and still you know being. Uh, you know good especially when it comes to building boats because yeah you know like if captain patrick was here you know what he would say barry he'd be like yeah. oh, i'm old school i don't want any new avionics i want just the easiest well, basic stuff and you know if it ain't broken don't fix it but you never put you never improve things that way no but you have to go through the proper research and development and you know that any aircraft before it's certified to carry paying passengers right it has to be certified right well, Unless that one that it, kept crashing, and they had to recall it afterwards. Yeah, so, the seven thirty, yeah. the Boeing seven thirty seven. Yeah. Well, that's uh, true, but we had, we do have that on boating with the Coast Guard, like your Novalux boat. Once you guys get, have this thing uh, built and everything for it to sail in the U.S., you're going to have to get it certified and everything, right, Mark? Not, well, for paying passengers, yes. For well, you're right. Private right. ownership, not really. Right. Well, so okay, if you yeah. are a private plane owner that built one of those experimental planes in your garage, yeah. Um, you know, I would make sure I was on your listed on your will, and then say, "Well, maybe." <laughs> but ahead. but I will tell you, Find you know, you know, speaking as a pilot, I'll put on yes. my pilot hat now. Uh, you know, the thing is, those experimental aircraft are way more technically advanced than than the things that have been certified through the FAA. And yeah, you well, can't take yeah. paying passengers with them, but when you look at all the bells and whistles and things that you can put in a uh, an airplane that's experimental or well, I don't know if that's even the right Gyrocopters word. Gyrocopters are a good example. All of them are experimental. Yeah. You have to build 50% of them before right. you, you know, but they work perfectly fine. Yeah. They work great. They they they're cheaper. Uh, they get, usually have uh, more They're current safer than helicopters. Yeah, they they have more current technology in them, especially when it comes to electronics, you know, and and glass panels and things like that. And that kind of applies a little bit, I guess, to boats too. If you're just a private boat owner, you you don't have the the shackles of uh, yeah. you know the government regulators that are you're a little bit behind the technology. You know, so that's the balance, you know, between this kind of stuff. Now, I agree. Yeah, when you're taking paying passengers, that's a whole other thing. and That's another story. Yeah. That may be where, you know, this uh, gets its focus. But you don't want to stifle uh, the innovation uh, as well. No one, no one ever said to stifle innovation. Well, electric yachts are stifled um, in the, in the um, paying commercial world because the Coast Guard has a process and and nobody wants to be the first one to build a ferry and then go to coast guard certification and get denied. So right. it slowed New York for sure. There mm -hmm. is it is happening on the west coast because there's government money for it, but they they do stifle sometimes. Yeah. No, there's no question. They they slow down the the process a little bit. So I wonder where the uh, issue would be with those ferries if they're just going from one place to the other. Well, they they'll come up with some or, reason. That's what well, they do. No, there, sh there shouldn't be. I mean, you know. 
it's not an issue. It's the, you know, you got to talk to the fire suppressant guy. The mm. fire suppressant guy only knows diesel fires. And now you have lithium batteries. It's oh, a totally right. different okay. system. Yes, Do they right. know what they, what should be there? No, they need, it's not on this checklist. So yeah. you got denied. And, and exactly. And they, and they don't want to be the first person to sign off on it. And then God forbid something happens and they come mm-hmm. back on them. It's, it's a whole bureaucracy. And uh, okay. kind of problem things. So you do. You got to figure out a way to balance that, you know, innovation on the technology and still, you know, keep it safe, too. Because you don't want to put in too many, uh, you know, roadblocks or hoops that you got to jump through to, to, you know, push that envelope a little bit and get the, you know, get these electric boats up and operational like Mark's trying to do with Novalux. I mean, it, it's great stuff. You know, once you get them out there, and if you can prove the technology works, I mean, everybody and their brother is going to jump on it eventually at some point. 250K? Yeah, there he goes. That's what he's uh, he's looking for his big payday uh, down <laughs> mm-hmm. the road. That is the plan. What do you think, Barry? No, absolutely. And and I'm not saying the stifle technology. If anything, by people going into these systems now, they're going to encourage more research and development because they want to come up with safer battery systems, for example. If you find something that is less volatile than a lithium battery, then you've covered a lot more bases than you did if you didn't try to do that. Right. But but again, you know, when you have people's lives on the line, uh, you have, well, wait. once again, it's yeah. a balance. Yeah. It's a balance. I mean, this is an explorer class. I think the FAA does a good job of, you know, everybody thinks when they get on a plane, they're going to land because if there are any problems, the FAA gets serious, seriously involved. So, right. you know, they have to make the industry safer. And there's a, there's a reason regulators exist. Well, exactly. And, and you know, when you're an airplane, it, it, all of them land. It's just how hard <laughs> that uh, makes the difference. Piece. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> if you can use the plane again. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and, uh, in a boat, I think it's a little different. They don't want them to sink. They don't want them to catch fire and stuff like that. And actually, well, probably folks, the fire issue is the bigger, uh, you know, problem or potential red flag. I would imagine, like you said, with the the batteries and that kind of thing. But that's evolving over time, uh, and they get better and better on the on the length. I mean, are, are you are you still see uh, lithium batteries going to be the future, at least the immediate in your world? Oh, there, man, Mark, it's not even a question. Um, yeah. But the technology of the battery is is the question there. So cars use lithium nickel manganese cobalt. Mm-hmm. That's what Tesla uses. That's what everybody in BMW uses. Right. They've all, they're all moving away from it. It's the most power dense. It's it's the most powerful, but it can catch fire. Right. There's another technology, LFP, not quite as power dense, way more than lithium acid. And Tesla's moving to to LFP. Um, Torquedo, my supplier, they just came out with new 80 kilowatt batteries with this LFP technology, and they literally cannot catch fire you have to cook them at like 300 degrees celsius for a long time so so the technology is evolving and and what these batteries need as far as coolant fire suppression is definitely different than a different chemistry um you know used it right yeah and you know so uh, hopefully technology is going to eliminate that uh that problem uh, and potential issue that uh, we've seen more uh, gas boats catch on fire though than well exactly you know it's all perspective <laughs> you know but of course they get a ton of publicity when a you know and, electric and car the, or something or batteries explode and all that kind of stuff right. so but hopefully technology is going to work through that and uh solve that problem and you know like you said it's well on its way so you know there's a few things we can pick up from this process and apply it to boating i think uh but we do need to uh 
change course slightly and focus on some more positive stuff when it comes to boating or at least some boating stories we have we have one up on our world of boating facebook page what is this a new cigarette type uh, go fast boat barry what is this thing exactly yes, it is it is a very go fast boat uh let no, me oh, wait wait is up. it a boat it's not a boat it's a ship oh see it's, no this is a boat not a ship oh it is a boat. All right. All it's right. a boat okay uh well, I just had it there and it disappeared. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a 70 knot, 80 foot go fast boat. This is 80 feet long. This See, is that's a ship. Huge. That is a ship, just like Arnold said. See? Yeah, well, how, how dare you argue with Arnold? He's going to blow you up, you know. He's back in the action movie thing. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast sir this is amazing twice the size of my apartment <laughs> oh thank you well, first of all i like that sure stuff so keep it up second come on grab a beer what are you waiting for? Thank you. Oh, we're celebrating here. <laughs> Why do you invite the NSA stooge? Because she did good work on the train job and figured she wanted to see a cool boat. It's not a boat. It's a ship. Ew, you have a crush on her. What? You want to get naked and push your stuff together. No. We're all in the same boat. Fishing in the same hole. One where the same time goes. We're all in the same boat. This is the World of Boating, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mark from Nova Lux, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So we talked about the Nova Lux electric vessel that Mark's working on, and we'll get an update uh, on that once he heads down to South Africa and, and oversees the creation of this new vessel. And, uh, you know, save the planet, because, you know, it's going to run on uh, solar and electric and all that kind of stuff. The exact opposite of that is probably this 80-foot go-fast boat that <laughs> That we have up on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page. So we're covering both angles, I guess. Is that right, Barry? Because if it's, this thing's 80 feet long, uh, I'm guessing it's uh, burning quite a bit of fuel because there's no electric it's, power it's, or solar that's going to uh, juice this thing. Is there? No, no. It, it, it travels faster than light, so it won't work that uh-huh. way. Um, 80 feet long. It'll... Uh, Cruise, no, it's the top speed of seventy three knots. Wow! And you know it's it's all carbon. It's so all carbon. Wonder fiber. where your carbon fiber has gone. It's in this boat. It has three two thousand horsepower diesel engines. Mm-hmm. All right. The maximum range at maximum speed is two hundred nautical miles. Okay. While if you're cruising at fifty five knots, which is hauling butt in the water, that's three hundred forty five nautical miles. Um. And the interior on this is absolutely gorgeous. It's like something out of Star Trek. Right. It really is. Uh, and you can have it for the measly price of? 
How much? Uh, I can't find the price. I'd have one to uh, billion dollars. What I'll do is I'll yeah. put your email in and tell them that you're interested in it. Right. Well, is it for sale or is it just out there? It's a new like setting a record for the one of the Anything biggest is for sale. Books. You well, know that. Well, right. But I'm saying, why did we feature it? Just because it's new and it's all carbon fiber. Is that the deal? And it's beautiful. It really is a gorgeous boat. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a nice boat. Um, just tell them you're going to tow it with a ridge line. And, yeah. uh, and it will be yeah. good. Well, it's carbon fiber. It's light as a feather. Yeah, it should be light as yeah. a feather. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Except actually, for the three diesels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the the diesel engine draft could add some weight. But yeah, I mean, maybe uh, because it is all carbon fiber, you could tow it easier uh, than you would something of comparable size made out of uh, fiberglass or something. It but might, they might do call it. They do call it a yacht. A yacht or a ship? Specific, nope. Specifically, yacht design. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Arnold can stay Arnold. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, we've talked about this before. At what at what size your boat becomes a yacht and or a ship? We've had that debate many times, and I think it's extremely subjective. Because if it's your boat, you're going to call it a ship because that sounds more impressive. So I think it really comes down to your uh, uh, the captain's um, opinion. Would you agree with that, Mark? I mean, you're you're yeah, Nova Lux. You're forty foot. Uh, you consider that a yacht, right? A yacht. I guess so. I call it a boat unless I'm trying to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a yacht. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, that's why I said it's subjective. It, you know, uh, of course, I mean, it sounds more impressive to say you're on a yacht or a ship uh, as opposed to a boat. But, uh, you know, it, it's a gray area because they're yeah. interchangeable terms. And we've said this before. And, of course, Barry and Patrick argued with me till we're blue in the face. And, you know, if I agreed with them, we'd all be wrong. So we just moved on and left it uh, at that. So we have that. Uh, There's another thing uh, up on the Facebook page, Barry, about uh, motorboating. And I, I think uh, one and two, our uh, crack news team on crack or something like that, uh, posted this thing. Uh, and they were just having fun with some uh, wordplay because they said uh, a group of kids or whatever were out motorboating on their pontoon boat. And it's no, it's not what you think. And maybe it was uh, after the sun went down, but that's a whole what? different thing we don't want to address, I think, oh, right? okay. Oh, 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 all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> not for this show. <laughs> oh, brother. I got to think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't God, don't hurt yourself Yeah. by okay. thinking. We don't no. want you to do that. But, no, uh, but you know, the other thing uh, happening, and you can uh, read all that stuff up on the Facebook page. Of course, we're on the... Uh, Eve of Fourth uh, of July weekend. You going to head out next weekend and do some boating, Barry, or no? Uh, if the weather's good, it's been really this this summer has been like the summers of past in back in the seventies. Well, they usually are. They they re- no, replicate no. every year. That's no, how it, how it the used to be back work. in the seventies. And I discussed it with someone today. Yeah. We used to have hot mornings until around one or two. The thunderstorms would build in the Everglades and blow eastwards. Okay. And we would get thunderstorms in the afternoon. Right. And we're having that this year. This year it's been raining. El Nino, my friend. El Nino. It's El Nino. Yeah. Brought us back into that weather pattern. So what is your point? So my point is, is that, no, I'm not going to go out in the uh, water in my yacht. uh, 17-foot storms. Yacht. Yacht. Yeah, my ship. Yeah. You're not going to go out on uh, 4th of July and watch some fireworks? 
but I will I will tell people they should not do this. They should not take their expired flares and shoot them up in the air. They should not, like but they that. will. They uh, should not, yeah. but if they do, they should not aim them at anyone well, or across a lake towards your you, neighbors. Unless you dislike them quite a bit and you're willing yes. to go to jail. But uh, you know something? It's like using a fire extinguisher. If you've never actually used one, it's a good idea to take an expired one and pull the pin and, and put out a fire with it. And the same thing goes with flares as far as I'm concerned. Because so what, what, what are you saying? It's, don't do it, but go ahead and do, do it. it. It's but, good. But, but Barry, you're have, a contradiction. You somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's illegal to do it, but, you know, it's fireworks. There's going to be people setting off mortars in this community here right that, that spend more money on their mortars and their fireworks than i spend on um so you're saying you would never do this and set I off your flare on the fourth of july but if you right. were going to do this do it. and expire your flare uh the fourth yeah. of july might be the time you try to get away with it or you know show your 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 mate you know this is what it's like to shoot off a flare so they don't Wait, you wait, know, are you aiming it at your mate? No, 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 Okay, no, no. God forbid. It feels like. Yeah. You know, imagine you're on a boat and it's on fire and you're panicking <laughs> and your mate grabs the flare gun and pulls the trigger back and is aiming it down at your boat or maybe across the water instead of overhead. Wait, so, what, are you going through some kind of uh, role play thing or something? I don't know what you're talking about, Baron. people don't practice what they need to do. You're saying so you practice the whole emergency. Wait, weren't you a Taekwondo person at one time? Uh, I was, yeah. Okay, and you used to practice every week. Right. So you're saying that you need to uh, get on your boat and act like there's an emergency and role play an emergency like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think of you, my friend. Well, I wouldn't do it out in the water. As I said, you go to your neighbor's backyard that's (laughs) where there's a nice lake, and then you just aim and shoot up from there. All right. If the police do come by, you just run back. Oh, the 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 popo ain't going to mind. Surely. No, there's, Uh, as I said, there's going to be so many fireworks. They're going to see that one little flare go up and they're going to laugh and say, what a cheap. (laughs) Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be shooting off bombs. Well, Mark, I I don't know what to tell you other than, uh, I apologize, uh, that you had to join us and listen to that nonsense from Barry. That's great. But uh, it is what it is, you know, take it for what it's worth, which is probably not much, but that's fine. <laughs> that's what we're here to do with the World of Boating sometimes is illustrate I, what I'm you should do. I'm going to miss the fourth. I'm going to be over in uh, Monaco looking at it. There's a solar electric uh, boat race. Go- it starts on the 4th of July. Really? Really? Um, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Maybe I'll shoot a flare off there, see what happens. Yeah. Yo, that's so how they can start the race. I'm just know? showing <laughs> my uh, patriotism. I'm American. Damn it. <laughs> There you go. Uh, And then they'll throw you in the slammer. But uh, it's fine. Uh, Do what you need to do. Be prepared. Next weekend's going to be a busy time out on the water. And if you do go out and uh, enjoy it, as you should, uh, watching fireworks from the water doesn't get much better than that. However, keep your head on a swivel because there might be a lot of boaters out there that don't know what they're doing as much as you. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, Life is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. Barnacle bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com. 
your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.